Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when we prioritize saving lives. My guest this week is Stefan Abrams, who is working with Team Enough, which is the youth-led organization supported by Brady, to educate and mobilize young people around gun violence prevention. I've featured a couple members of Team Enough's executive council on this podcast so far, but I learned a lot from this conversation with Stefan, and I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you now. So without further ado, let's get started with this conversation featuring Stefan Abrams. Hi, my name is Stefan Abrams. I'm the Team Enough National Chapter Coordinator uh, and I just moved to Virginia. I am a freshman at George Mason University, uh, and I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Stefan. We actually got to meet last year when I was working on a podcast series project for Brady, and I've wanted to have you on the show ever since. So I'm really excited that we're finally getting it done. I'd love to know a little bit more about your background and What actually led you to really get involved in the gun violence prevention space? Can you tell me some about how you got to this point of doing this work with Brady and, of course, with Team Enough? I started originally at the age of 15. Uh, I originally was part of one of the first Team Enough chapters, actually, in San Diego, uh, which is where I'm from. And following Parkland, when Team Enough was formed, it really uh, hit me hard because I think for a lot of people, especially in our generation, thought if it happened at Parkland, it could happen anywhere. Uh, and the more you look into the issue, uh, the more it kind of just grasps you like by your heartstrings and the more you want to be a part of it. I The first thing I did when I wanted to get involved in gun violence prevention was I wanted to educate myself. I wanted to know what Uh, What was the terminology people were using when people were calling for background checks? What was a background check? Um, How does gun violence affect my own community? Um, And by that, I I continue to educate myself about uh, the politics behind uh, trying to pass gun violence prevention legislation, what could be done, and uh, what I could do um, just as a high school student. going into my sophomore year, I really started my high school freshman year, Uh, but what could I do to start uh, making change and doing the things that I actually said I wanted to do because there's all, there's so many things that happen in America, uh, unfortunately, between mass shootings and uh, a lot of other really important issues that go on. But gun violence is something that happens every single day. And when I learned uh, that there was something that I could do, I I knew that I wanted to be a part of that movement. I wanted to be a part of that fight. That makes so much sense. And I would love for you to give me a quick overview of Team Enough and tell me some about what you guys are working on now. It's been a bit since I've had a Team Enough executive council member on the podcast. So I was wondering if you could give me an update on what you have going on with Team Enough now. A hundred percent. Yeah. So Team Enough, I started as a chapter leader, then I became, uh, I, I became, uh, someone who's doing more California-based work. And then now I'm actually in a position where I'm organizing 
uh, or in managing all of our organizing spaces across the country, which is super cool because we get to grow uh, in a lot of new places. Uh, the main places we're growing uh, uh, in this year are Colorado, uh, Georgia, Philadelphia, um, and we're also hoping to grow more in the DMV area as well. Uh, even though we already kind of have an established presence here, we always feel like we can do more. But Team Enough is uh, broken up into a few different elements. Uh, I get to work at the national level to kind of oversee all of our different programs. Our programs include the Lobby Collective, which is a state-based program, which uh, is a semester-based project where students learn how to lobby, they learn how to interact with legislators, they learn about all the different uh, intersections of gun violence, and then uh, they actually get to go and have lobby meetings. Right now, it's all virtual, but in the past, we used to actually be able to uh, spend money to be able to bus or fly people in uh, to be able to go lobby. The second program is our chapters. Uh, our chapters do a lot of great local work, passing ordinances, going to school board meetings, um, hosting events in their community, educating their peers at their school on the issue of gun violence. And then we also have the executive council, uh, which is uh, made up of, I believe right now, 13 amazing activists that make a lot of the executive decisions about the direction of Team Enough and um, as well as they all manage uh, their individual projects uh, relating to gun violence. Thank you for explaining all that. And it's really exciting to hear all that you're working on now. So when I talked to you last, I remember hearing about your project that you worked on with ghost guns. Can you explain what ghost guns are and tell the story about that project you did with Brady? Because I remember that you explained the topic of ghost guns and also your project. I remember you explained it so well. And I really hadn't known much about ghost guns before hearing you talk about it. So I would love for you to share that with my listeners as well. Thanks. Yeah, no, I really do. Uh, I really do enjoy being able to be on the front lines of this ghost gun issue just because I have been able to surround myself with some people who've really done some great work on this issue and have been, helped me understand and learn about how dangerous ghost guns are. Uh, I was warned about this issue as just when I was even a chapter leader in San Diego uh, by my colleague, Steve Lindley, who I actually did the project with. Uh, he helped record and kind of guide me through everything. Uh, and he's a former, um, he was the former chief uh, of the Bureau of Firearms uh, in California. And so he's, uh, he's a wealth of knowledge on the issue. And, you know, I think what ghost guns are, uh, just for everyone who doesn't know, is they're basically these, uh, this weapon that you can piece together. Um, and it looks like a gun. It is a gun. The only thing is you have to saw off uh, a piece off the top and it's, it's, it's finished. And that's why they call it 80% finished receivers. Uh, if you ever hear that term, uh, that's what they're selling. And because the government says that uh, that is the threshold um, that makes it not a real gun. So if you sell uh, a, a, a receiver um, that is not completed, um, about 20% uh, is not completed, then you are able to um, sell it, which is the loophole that people are doing across the country to be able to sell these things. Uh, but people don't understand that the 20% uh, is so easy to finish, and that's the whole point of it. Um, and that's why these pe basically people are just buying firearms online without having any background checks, any age checks, or anything. Um, uh, 
And if you actually look these, uh, look up the term ghost guns on YouTube or anything, you can find young people uh, actually customizing them and telling all their friends about how cool it is and how they can get one. And it's extremely alarming. They don't also know that it is extremely illegal what they're doing uh, because uh, the, the thing is, it's legal to purchase it. It is illegal to actually make it. But by that point, it's already too late. The gun is already in uh, someone who probably shouldn't have it in, in their hands already. So uh, the issue of ghost guns is extremely important. I've actually been able to experience what it's like um, that cities across the country are doing, uh, cities and at the state level as well, are doing to actually legislate against this issue. And I think the biggest roadblock we have is actually educating people on ghost guns and making sure people know that if they buy a gun off, off a black market, that it could be an illegal gun. It could be a ghost gun because it's important that we know that the, the ghost guns are, are really easy to make. And one person can actually make a bunch of them as well and sell them. Um, and they look like a gun. They function like a gun. And that's the most dangerous part about them. That was a great explanation, and I think it's something that is so concerning, especially when you're talking about young people having access to them. So thank you for explaining all of that. I would also love to know, as Team Enough is a group of Gen Z activists, we've all grown up in this age of so many mass shootings and other acts of gun violence. How do you think that our generation, Generation Z, after growing up with so much gun violence in our lives, how do you think that our approach to gun legislation might change as we get older? How do you think, or I guess, do you even think, that we'll approach it differently than generations that came before us? Yeah, I mean, we, at least for for me and most of our generation, like, we grew up post 9-11. So we weren't there to experience 9-11, but we, we grew up with the after effects of it and how we police everything and everything is so secure. And there's uh, all these checks to make sure that uh, bad things don't happen, um, even though they still do. Um, and I think the approach in the past has been to kind of just police this issue uh, is that um, we can just get rid of the bad guys. Um, but however, that has not worked. Um, and the way that our generation is really seeing these issues is they're looking at it through a public health lens. They're looking at it through uh, a community based lens, which is yeah, inherently different than what we've seen before, but it's so important and so crucial. And it's a reason why um, young people have been credited uh, with um, being able to push for um, funding for uh, violence interrupter groups across the country, including uh, Biden's American Rescue Plan, which includes $5 billion uh, for that for the states. Um, and I know here in California, we just got a huge increase my, my former state, there's a huge increase uh, in funding, uh, which is super good. Uh, it's super important. And I've actually been able to work with a lot of violence interrupter groups um, through my time being a gun violence prevention activist. And I always coin, coin them as the term of like doing real gun violence prevention because they're actually in the streets, actually in the community, uh, working with people who could be at risk of committing or being a victim of gun violence. It'll definitely be interesting to see where this issue goes in the future. So I would also love to know if you had the chance to speak to every American and tell everyone one thing about gun violence and gun violence prevention, what do you wish you could share with everyone about your work and your activism? 
I'm actually getting chills right now because I'm thinking about an experience that I had um, when I was just started in the gun violence prevention movement. Uh, was a mother who lost her son to gun violence. Her name is Maddie Scott. She's an amazing leader um, in this space. And she uh, spoke uh, at an event I was at and she told her story about her son and how she's never going to give up uh, this fight. And I was super inspired by it. Uh, and afterwards, I got to meet her and uh, talk with her. Uh, and um, everyone was crying. It was super emotional. And I could feel the tears fall onto my shoulder as I hugged her. Uh, and she whispered into my ear, do this fight for me because I don't want any other mother to feel the pain that I felt of losing a child to gun violence. And that is something that really stuck with me. Uh, and it's something that I also can relate to um, losing um, people in my life to gun violence. Uh, it's that is that gun violence is personal um, and it affects everybody. And you might not think it might not affect me today. It might not affect, affect you a year from now. But unfortunately, in the world that we live in, gun violence is so prevalent and is affecting thousands on thousands of lives, um, unfortunately. Uh, and th that's something that I would always like to share because her story is so powerful. And it's the reason why I keep doing this work is because it is personal. It is personal to me and it should be personal to every American because this is an American issue. Uh, this is an American illness, actually, um, and uh, it's important that we actually hold people accountable for what they have created, um, what the gun industry has created, because it is not about being pro-gun or anti-gun or whatever it is. It's about saving lives, and that's what's most important to me. I think that's such an important point that it's not about being pro-gun or anti-gun, but it's about safety. I really appreciate that you pointed that out because it's so important to remember, and I think it's lost a lot of times when we talk about this issue. I have kind of a signature question now that I'm excited to get your take on. Lots of young people, particularly college students, want to create change and they want to make a difference in the world, but they may not know where to get started. Do you have any advice that you'd want to share with those people? Work with me. I would love to uh, work with so many people across this country. You know, I, I was someone who was very ambitious in terms of what I wanted to do in my own, own community. And I'm in a position now where I have access to the resources to, so that if a student comes up to me with a project idea or an idea of how they can make change in their community, I wanna put resources towards that. I want to have them be able to express uh, whatever way um, they believe that they can make change in their community. I wanna help them uh, achieve that goal. So that is something I definitely wanna share is that I, 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 I'm so open to working with so many different people about how um, we can, can create change because there is no one way to solve this problem. It is a collective action problem. We need all hands on deck. We need a lot of people to have some creative ideas. Um, and maybe your idea gets us one step closer and that, that's huge. So uh, I would say I would love to work with you. I would love for you to check out our website, www.teamf.org, um, and work with us. I, I, I never, I hate saying no, and I want to work with young people um, to make their, their ideas um, a reality because there's so many great, ambitious young people um, across this country that share, feel the same way as I do um, that we need to solve this problem. So 
I would just like to help them be a part of the solution, uh, show them what they can do, uh, give them the platform to do so. I am so excited that I finally got the chance to feature Stefan on this podcast because he is doing such important work in the gun violence prevention space. I want to highlight one of the points that Stefan made when he said that it's not about whether you're pro-gun or anti-gun, but it's about saving lives. In America, the issue of gun rights is so controversial, and there are people on both sides who are extremely passionate about their beliefs. However, to Stefan's point, we have come to a point where we agree that we need to focus on protecting and saving lives that could be lost to gun violence. We should all strive to create a safer America, and gun violence prevention is a way we can work together to get there. Because change comes when we prioritize saving lives. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can follow Stefan on Instagram at Stefan Abrams to get connected with him. You can also follow at Team Enough and at Brady Buzz on Instagram to learn more about Team Enough and Brady, respectively. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then... Be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.